0: Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message, brought to you by John Crumpton. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. What I wanted to talk to you about this morning is about freedom. Yay, freedom! Freedom! All right. And we know from Galatians... Chapter 5 and verse 1, which says, Ta-da! Galatians chapter 1 verse 5. Chapter 5 verse It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. It was for freedom that you've been set free. Everyone says, yeah! Oh, we were made for freedom. And we were. We were made for freedom. But what's Paul, what is Paul talking about? What's this freedom? I'm glad you asked. And I'm going to try and tell you. It's freedom from the yoke and the bondage of slavery to legalism, to the law. And it's freedom, not freedom for freedom's sake, it's freedom to be led by the Spirit. That's the freedom he's talking about. Okay. So in the book of Galatians, uh, if you thought I was naughty, Paul <laughs> takes it to a whole nother level, eh? Another level. He's talking to these guys, and what happened was that he went into the area of Galatia and he's ministering there. Number of people come turn to the Lord. There were some Jewish people that turned to Christ, and there were some Gentiles. And the Gentiles meaning non-Jewish. Right? And so the Gentiles turned to Jesus, but the Jewish people who turned to Jesus, the Judaizers, they wanted to make the Gentile believers do some of the old things, the ways, the patterns, the habits, the customs, the rules, the laws of the old covenant. They wanted to superimpose it onto these new covenant believers. And Paul said, we are not going to have any of that. And he he was really, really worked up about this. Normally when Paul writes letters, and was typically of letter writing in the day, you'd start out with all nice things, you know. Praise be to God, I send, bring you greetings. God is good. A little bit of a theological, you know, pre- uh, you know, building up like a prologue thing, and then you would get to the reason why you're writing the letter. Not here. Okay. Praise be to God. I'm Paul. Bam. What are you guys doing? I mean, he was like he was on it. He was so, so fired up. He 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 actually. We gotta check if there's any kids around because. he actually started speaking about surgery. Yeah, and it it wasn't chemical. I've got kids in in the room, I've got to be careful what I say. So what happened was that some of these Jewish people, the Judaizers, they were taking things and trying to push things so far that they said, listen, these Gentiles, in order to be proper believers, they need to be circumcised. And he wasn't talking about a circumcision of the heart. He was talking about... Now, Paul said elsewhere, through many and difficulties we, go, we enter into the kingdom, but this was not one of them. And he was so upset with these Judaizers that were wanting to put bondage, slavery, put a yoke onto the believers. He was said, listen, these guys, I wish they would go the whole way and lop everything off. in the bible. Yeah. That's how angry he was. Okay? Stirred up by the spirit of God because the holy spirit came to bring freedom. And now these people were saying, oh, "Okay, now if you want to be free, you've got to do all these things." And it goes against the very heart of what the gospel is about. When when we came into our understanding of salvation, right at the very beginning, like grade one, like your first week of being a believer, there should be this understanding that we are saved because of who Jesus is and what he's done. I could not earn my salvation, nothing I could do, I couldn't be good enough. I could not earn my way to be saved. It's purely the gift of God, it's His grace that's at work in my life, it's His forgiveness, He paid the price. And from then, everything that I do in my walk with Jesus... Needs to continue to be by faith and trusting in his grace and his mercy. I entered into salvation by believing in him's faith. I continue my salvation by faith, by believing in him. It is not that we start by believing. And then we continue. Oh, I must do all these things. If I do all these things, then I'll be a good Christian. So you better do this, 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 don't, don't do that, don't, don't, don't. There's do's and don'ts. It becomes rules and regulations, and through human self effort works. You try and maintain your salvation. That is the equivalent of bringing yourself back under the law. And Paul says in the book of Galatians, then Christ would have died for nothing, would have died in vain. We start by believing and we continue by believing. And it's by his grace. He goes elsewhere to, to speak about the fact that this grace has come to help us and enable us through the Spirit's empowering that we live a life that pleases Him and we're not living a life that pleases ourselves. So grace is not a license to now go and sin more. That's not the point. Grace is to help us to live in Him And to live in the Spirit, a life that brings Him glory and honor, that reflects who He is. That's why we have the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, because it's demonstrating His nature that's at work coming through us. The DNA of the plant determines the fruit. So you don't get apples on an orange tree. Because the orange tree in the DNA, it will produce the fruit of an orange tree, which is oranges. So if we have the DNA of our Father, because we are made in His image and we're being, we were marred, messed up, whatever, but we're being reconformed into His image, we're being transformed as the Spirit is at work in, in us, so we then bear the fruit... Of God. The fruit of the Spirit. I'm in Galatians 5. Which we were in a month ago. The fruit. The evidence. Of who he is. Just like flows out of us. Because it's in our DNA. And the Holy Spirit is going to help us. To do that. That's what living in freedom is all about. Okay. Now. Now. This is right at the very foundation of our belief and our understanding that we're saved by grace through faith in Him. And then we continue in that journey of faith. And you know those guys who only come to church every couple of weeks? You know, those guys. It's possible that when the, the understanding was being shared about living by grace in faith, that they missed that Sunday. So it's possible that they missed out on the very foundational, like grade one. And then only when they get to like about grade 11... They're kind of like, oh my goodness, I didn't know this. It's like, yeah, you were missing that Sunday. And so what happens is that we get some people, this happened about 10, 12 years ago. All of a sudden, people discovered grace. Like, oh my goodness, no one ever told me it's grace. Oh. And they had a wonderful grace party, which is great. But guys, this is yeah in grade one. They would, take, they would talk about, oh, I feel like I've been born again, again. It's kind of like, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's not about works, you know. It's, all, it's kind of like, yeah, but didn't you get that in grade one? And for some reason, many believers, not you, I'm talking about people you know. Many believers did not make this link that I got saved by faith and I continue in faith. So this message that Paul brings very powerfully is as relevant then as it is now, now as it was then. Because we've got a do and don't kind of thinking that creeps into our walk with the Lord. hmm Yeah? I mean you look at the people in your connect group when you go. You kinda of like, oh I'm not sure if that's such a good Christian, eh? you see the way he drove? Yeah? Do you see how he went for that extra slice of cake? Yeah, did you it's like, whoa, oh, that joke. Mm I don't and so we we often pass judgment on situations and on people based on performance. Where's that thinking coming from? It's coming from a works mentality to earn the favor of God. Hmm? Okay, so it kind of creeps in everywhere. That's why we need to be aware and alert. Okay. What I like to do is read to you from uh, this is my study Bible. It was given to me by my folks when I turned 21. Just a couple of years ago. (laughs) So it wasn't that long ago. Um, But in the study Bible, the overview of the book of Galatians helps us to get an understanding of why Paul was writing that we should live by the Spirit, have life in the Spirit, yield, submit to keep in step with what the Holy Spirit's doing, that we might know that the promise of the Holy Spirit came for a reason, for a purpose, much more than speaking in tongues. See the links? And so he's writing this whole thing of being in the Spirit, having the fruit of the Spirit, but the context is law, legalism, bondage, slavery, versus grace, freedom, life in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. So, Judaizers were Jewish Christians who believed, among other things, that a number of the ceremonial practices of the Old Testament were still binding on the New Testament church. Everyone say. Mm -mm -mm. Following Paul's successful campaign in Galatia, they insisted that Gentile converts to Christianity Abide by certain Old Testament rites, especially circumcision. Everyone say, ooh. Mm. The Judaizers argued that Paul was not an authentic apostle and that out of a desire to make the message more appealing to the Gentiles, he had removed from the gospel certain legal requirements. Paul responded by clearly establishing his apostolic authority, and thereby substantiating the gospel he preached. By introducing so his opposers or his opponents, by introducing additional requirements for justification, for example, works of the law, his adversaries had perverted the gospel of grace. And unless prevented, they would bring Paul's converts into the bondage of legalism. It is by grace through faith alone that man is justified and it is by faith alone that he is to live out his new life in the freedom of the Spirit. Boom! Isn't it powerful? You like some more? Okay, here's the dessert. The book of Galatians stands as an eloquent and vigorous apologetic of the essential New Testament truth that man is justified by faith in Jesus Christ, by nothing less and nothing more. And that he is sanctified not by legalistic works, but by the obedience that comes from faith in God's work for him, in him, And through him, by the grace and power of Christ and the Holy Spirit. It was the rediscovery of the basic message of Galatians that brought about the Reformation. Galatians is often referred to as Luther's book because Martin Luther relied so strongly on this letter in his writings and his arguments against the prevailing theology of his day. And a key verse for him is Galatians chapter 2 and verse 16. If we can pop that up, Galatians 2 and 16. Now we know that a person is not justified by the works of the law but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law because by the works of the law no one will be justified. This is basically cutting right against the requirement to add anything to faith. It can never be the cross plus something else. Our faith is in the cross of Christ. His sacrificial, his substitutionary death on the cross. We put our faith, our hope, our trust in the cross. What he accomplished when he said it's finished, finished. We cannot add anything to earn salvation. Right? And from this place of being made right with God, which is to be justified, just as if I'd never sinned, made right, perfect. Then the process of sanctification. Hmm? You see, my position... I'm justified. My position, boom, secure. Right? My position, tick, I'm justified. But my condition needs to be sanctified. So I need to grow on my character. Yeah? So the dog does something, and I'm unsanctified, and I give the dog a kick. Okay, not a gentle kick. And I use some very forceful language talking to the dog. I'm talking about friends, you know. I'm not talking about you. Okay, again. My instinctive thing coming out of self is to be selfish, self oriented, not godlike. I need a change to become more like him because I've been made in his image. But that image was messed up because of the fall of Adam. The f- sin comes in and all of humanity is born in sinfulness. Okay, So that, that old thing is crucified. Okay, So the old man is gone. He's dead. He's buried. But some of the, the, the thought processes, the ways, the patterns, the habits of the past get triggered, and I want to act out stuff which I shouldn't be acting out. So I'm not doing it by my own strength and effort in the sanctification process. I'm not doing it by external rules and regulations. I'm doing it because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit inside of me who is moving me and causing me to live a life that pleases God. So I keep in step, I keep in alignment with the Spirit of God that I might live right. It's like a voice. Turn to the left, turn to the right. He's leading, he's speaking. And he's moving my heart to live in a particular way. Right? So the Judaizers... They were adding certain things. And Paul references in chapter 2 how Peter, who he was mostly called to the Jewish people, Paul was mostly called to the Gentiles. And Peter, when he came and he was hanging around with Paul and the guys, kind of like, man, he was enjoying the freedom. And then some other Jewish believers They came around, he suddenly, whoa, he pulled back and retreated into doing the rituals. And Paul called him out to his face and says, you're a hypocrite. This is one apostle calling out another apostle. Man, this was like 15 rounds, you wanted to see that one. Paul, who was more legalistic than anyone was prior to his conversion... He was a Jew of Jews, a Pharisee of Pharisees. He had this thing waxed. And he could recognize the spirit behind this thing. And Peter, is a fisherman. He's just like, hey, whatever. of. Paul calls him out. He said, no, that's hypocritical. You cannot do this. Okay? So Paul knows what he's talking about. He can sniff this thing out because he came from that thing says, as soon as we get into earning it, as soon as we add anything, even something as little as, well, it's not so little, but anyway, something as like circumcision. Don't do that. When you try and add things into your Christianity, thinking that's going to make you more holy, you're actually falling from grace, Paul says. Like, hey, you know, you're only a proper Christian if you have your your day of the Lord on Saturday, because that's the actual Sabbath. So only those who have church on a Saturday are true Christians, all the rest of you no good. And there are people, a lot of people believe this. Okay. Paul, he says, listen, man, it's not about the day of the week, whatever. It's just like set aside one day and do it. In the early church, they switched from the Sabbath to the first day of the week in recognition that Jesus rose from the dead on the first day of the week. And that's why we get Sunday as our first day of the week. That's why we start with a day of rest on the first day of the week. As was happening in the garden. Adam, created on sixth day, seventh you rest. Then from the place of rest, then you work. That's why on the first day of the week, Sunday, we come and be recreated in his presence. All right? Now, whether you choose this day or that day, hey, these things are meaningless. He says, and then trying to observe the customs and the rules and the rites... Of the old covenant and bring it into the new covenant as though it was going to make you more holy? Yush. I mean, that's when he really went. Mm -hmm. But this stuff so subtly can creep in. You know, you're only really praying properly, you don't say Jesus. Because that's the Greek version. You have to say Yeshua, which is the Hebrew version of his name. And your prayers will only be heard if you pray in Yeshua's name. Come on, you're dragging the same kind of stuff that Paul was addressing. Yeah? Hey, your prayers will only be heard if you wear some kind of a doily over your head. You know what a doily is? Like when you used to go to granny's for tea. And then on the, tr- on the tray, there was all this, this cloth kind of thing with lace around it. You take one of those things, put it in your head, and then your prayers are heard. Yeah? No. Yeah? Or you only eat certain foods, like you've got to eat Middle Eastern food. Listen, the reason they ate Middle Eastern food back in the day is because they lived in the Middle East. How about that? So, like, oh no, I only eat this and this and like no. Stop it. The Sabbath is only this if I'm doing the, the if I no. I'm only a proper Christian if I'm doing all the Old Testament feasts and festivals. No. Colossians says, don't do it. It's been fulfilled in Jesus. Now you can draw some truth from it, but you don't have to do it to fulfil it. It's been done, fulfilled. It was prophetic, pointing to what Jesus would do. You cannot add a single thing to the cross. Don't do it. You'll be in error. That was me taking a few steps down the wicket, hitting it over the boundary. Yeah? Saved by grace. Through faith in Jesus. I was saved by faith alone. And I will continue to be saved by faith alone. And one day when he returns, I will be saved by faith alone. Not by, oh, I'm a good person, I've done all these things. Or I observed all these things. No. No. It's by believing, relying, totally trusting in him. And it's the Spirit of God that calls us out of bondage, out of slavery. Paul does this whole thing between Hagar and Sarah. The child of promise versus the child of law. He says, You free. That's why. Therefore, live in freedom. Do not Submit again to the yoke, the bondage of slavery. You're not under law, you're not under works, you're under grace. Hallelujah. So continue in that grace. It's not through your effort that you're going to be saved. It's through your believing that you're going to be saved. Amen? And then... Can you all say, and then? And then, from that place of being saved, then we walk a life that pleases Him. Not to earn it, but in response to what He's done. The motive is critical. I don't, hey, I believe I'm free, and now I'm going to live like a pig. No. No. I believe grace is enough, I can do what I want. No. I believe I'm free and I have the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God is going to help me live in freedom in a way that pleases God. That's what freedom is. A life submitted to the Spirit. That's why one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control because the Spirit is going to help me bring self in submission, under His control. I'm under the influence of the Spirit. These are not drunk as you suppose. They're drunk with the Spirit. They're under the influence of the Spirit. So we want to live continuously under the influence of the Spirit. He's influencing our decision-making. He's influencing our thinking. He's influencing our behavior. In that way, we're walking in freedom. This is amazing, amazing. And the spirit is the spirit of promise helping us to live in freedom. Oh, God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Would you stand? Can we just thank him for our freedom that we have? Yeah, just in your own words, just give him thanks. Thank you, Jesus For freedom. Thank you that you came. You did it all. Thank you for the cross. Thank you that you took all of my junk, all of my sins, shame, sickness, disease, everything. You put it on the cross. Thank you that you've given to me your righteousness. Thank you, Lord. I am saved, delivered, healed, set free because of what you have done. Only thing I need to do is believe who you are and what you've done. I believe. I believe, thank you, that from this place forward, I just have to walk by believing, walking in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, I'm asking that the truth of this, living in grace, walking in the Spirit, would become anchored in every single one of our lives, that we would shun, we would turn away from legalistic thinking Like I've got to do stuff to earn God's approval. That we would turn away from such depraved thinking because that is the falling away from grace. That we would fully rely on you, what you're doing. Yay. So thank you, Lord, for freedom. Thank you that you call us to continue to live and walk in freedom. And all God's people said, amen 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 hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus